And so you have an entire generation that's growing up with lower self-esteem than previous generations. The other problem to compound it is we're growing up in a Facebook, Instagram world. In other words, we're good at putting filters on things. We're good at showing people that life is amazing even though I'm depressed, right? And so everybody sounds tough. And everybody sounds like they got it all figured out. And the reality is there's very little toughness and most people don't have it figured out. And so when the more senior people say, well, what should we do? They sound like this is what you got it in. And they have no clue. Hey guys, it's Arabia Banos here. And Ebony Black. And we are Us Millennials. We are back with our fourth episode, and this is our part two of Social Narcotics. And we are going to just discuss some similarities between social media and drugs that me and Arabia thought were just very specific to our generation and just kind of why we indulge in social media the same way that some people may indulge in substance use. Yeah, and so one of the reasons why we saw such a big correlation or um, such a big... uh, Similarity. Yeah, similarity Mm -hmm. between social media and drugs was because we realized we get a lot of the same things that Mm -hmm. we get out of um, drug use from social media. So we made a little list. So one of them... One of those things was a feeling of freedom. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the time, if someone's um, taking drugs, they feel like they can do things they normally wouldn't do. Um, And that's partially because it removes maybe anxiety or just fear of other people that you might have. But when you're on drugs, you just feel almost invincible. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of similar with social media, because when you're on social media, you can say pretty much whatever you want. No one can see your face. You can even be an anonymous person. So there is a feeling of freedom of feeling like you can say whatever you want without consequences, just like if you're taking drugs. Um, Another similarity we saw was that both drugs and social media usage can make you feel connected or make you feel like you're bonding with other people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's pretty easy to see how social media can make you feel connected to your friends. It literally connects you to your friends and it helps you to bond with them by putting up photos of memories, so that's bonding. But I think it's interesting that drugs does that too because a lot of people, they might have a particular group that they'll do certain drugs Mm -hmm. with and um, it just kind of forms almost like a tribe and then that could be bonding. like the camaraderie. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another one was uh, feeling like you fit in. That one's good. Um, Feeling numb, altering your state of reality. So maybe if... Uh, If you had a bad day, one person might take drugs. Another person might just go on social media, you know, Um, for hours. Yeah, just scrolling and scrolling. And then that kind of goes to also the dazed feeling of being in a trance that you could get from being on drugs. You might feel like that. I don't know if that's ever happened to you guys. If you're on your Instagram feed and you're just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And then before you know it, it's like you've been scrolling for like half an hour. Mm -hmm. So basically losing track of time. Yeah. Um, and then what was another one we had? Um, we had the feeling of euphoria. And that is probably one of the most interesting ones because in most of the articles, we saw that euphoria was a common word that they used to describe how the person was feeling. Mm-hmm. And 
that can be related to dopamine and and that is connected to the brain so that is one i think when using social media you get like the exact same experience that same high yeah so we both found an article on psychology today that educated us a lot about dopamine because i didn't really know that much about exactly what it was Mm -hmm. um so dopamine is a neurotransmitter in the human brain And according to them and a lot of other researchers, it's at the root of many social problems that we have today, not just of our generation, but of all generations. Um, And so technology is a really big one, especially with us millennials. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was a little discrepancy about exactly what dopamine was or when it shows up. So they were just kind of... um, talking about how dopamine has been a little bit demonized in their opinion of being like this feel-good pleasure um, neurotransmitter, but they were saying that it's actually something that you feel when you're anticipating something Something, positive to come. So it's not necessarily something that's released when you get the good thing or when you get the text message, but it's the waiting, like the anticipation of the text message. Um, So I thought that was really interesting um, that it's more of a reward chemical. But um, I guess the point that I took away from it was that how how big of a how big of a role technology is playing in our generation mm-hmm. um, because of the dopamine. A lot of people that maybe don't smoke cigarettes or don't drink or don't use drugs, they're getting a lot of those same um, sort of fixes from using social media or from technology, and that was just really astounding to me. I never really realized the connection. Yeah. Yeah, and what is really cool to me because I like the brain and <clears throat> like just just the the fascination with neurons and neurotransmitters and receivers and all of that stuff. So I just wanted to emphasize like um, the importance of the neurotransmitter and that is the brain's chemical messenger and that is that is the actual dopamine Mm -hmm. so the neurotransmitter um sends the the messages between the neurons and then it carries that message to then have us react a certain way so basically the dopamine is not the primary source of our behavior Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the article is trying to say is that yeah. let's not blame dopamine for your behavior because it's really just it's telling you like, hey, it's telling you this right. behavior, you like it, it's, get ready. <laughs> it's sending something. It's yeah, the not messages. the actual like, like primary thing. It's hard to explain like brain chemistry because it's so like brain chemistry it's not it's so it's like not concrete it's more it's like okay so for one example i thought of was like if you're going shopping um and there's something that you really really want and you're waiting on the line at i don't know forever 21 and you're like oh i really wanted these boots Mm -hmm. and then so now you're online holding the boots right Mm -hmm. and so that feeling you get like oh man i'm gonna get these boots yeah (laughs) so that is the dopamine i used to think and most people think that the dopamine is once you get the boots and then you're driving home, that feeling of, oh, I got them. Yeah. That's not the dopamine. That's just the feeling that you got from the... Yeah, that's just the messages 
that's the other feelings that your brain is sending you of, oh, the satisfaction, just like mm-hmm. you said, and the contentment. But the dopamine is actually the, um, like the that anticipation. That anticipation. That exactly. About. So it's still connected to pleasure, though. So it's, it is. It's directly connected to pleasure. And I think connecting this back to drug use, um, when that's overactivated, nor, like when you have the system having different re- rewards that are not natural, mm-hmm. so the use of drugs over and over and over, it's overstimulating the system. And so that is, for drug users, that is what that euphoric effect comes from mm-hmm. because it's being, like you're reinforcing this um, chemical over and over. It's like it's not natural to the brain. And something that was interesting that I thought um, when I was reading, it talked about how over time your dopamine levels or reactions will go down mm. because you because of the over like stimulation over time. And I'm just wondering like what are the levels of dopamine for millennials in relation to our social media usage because we spend a lot of time on social media so i'm wondering if our dopamine levels are going down just like drug users yeah i mean it it could be um and that kind of um goes back to what we were talking about with um social media being our our generation's new drug of choice Um, And actually, in the beginning of this episode, you heard the voice of someone, and that was Simon Sinek. I hope Mm -hmm. I'm pronouncing it right. That's S-I-N-E-C. And he's an author, motivational speaker, marketing consultant, and he actually has one of the top-listed TED Talks on YouTube right now. Um, And he's from Generation X, um, but he he talks a lot about the millennial generation, and he had a really good discussion, which was a little bit of what you heard earlier. Yeah. And he talks about um, social media and just um, our generation and um, how it's affecting our brain and the dopamine levels uh, associated with that. Yeah, he. I mean, he just he touched on a lot of different things in relation to millennial experience in today's society. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm thinking now is he's from what he's from England. He's English, yes. So I'm wondering how the millennials are over there mm-hmm. and his experience like with them versus coming over here to the United States and his experience with us. Because he's in marketing, so that's where I think a lot of his research comes from, mm. a lot of his opinions come from, and probably his consulting that he does, because I'm sure he works with millennials and he gets a lot of kind of like one-on-one information about how we live and how we aspire to do certain things because he talked about us not having motivation mm-hmm. necessarily to work hard like the generation before us. Yeah, and I think, yeah, when we were watching that video, and we'll probably put, hopefully, the link uh, yeah, we'll to put it. Yeah, the link, yeah. You know, on our Instagram. The video was actually really good, and he made a lot of points that we agreed with, but some points we didn't agree with. Um, one of the things we didn't agree with um, about uh, the video was he said that 
um, because our generation was very coddled and we were all told that we were special mm-hmm. and that um, by our parents, yeah, by our parents that, you know, he was saying basically um, like, you know, we're more lazy and we feel more entitled. And because of that, we won't want to do the hard work that it takes to get um, those actual feelings of satisfaction that come from you know, real hard work at a job or a relationship or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And then he said, as a result of that, we might grow up. And if they ask us like, oh, how's your job? We'll be like, that's nah, fine. Oh, how's your marriage? That's nah, fine. How's your house? That's nah, fine. But then like, mm-hmm. I didn't really agree with that. I don't, I mean. Well, what I did was I broke it down. I said, okay, so maybe what he's saying is that if we are disappointed, that was the word that kept replanting mm-hmm. my mind like okay maybe it's about disappointment in our generation like that we're disappointed that things are not as great as our parents kind of shaped it for us and so now we get out there and it's like whoa okay this is not as easy as I thought and we get complacent in whatever position in relation to job that we have and so now Everything is just kind of like moderate, bleh, and Blem. just yeah, <laughs> just just normal, just regular. Like that spark that we had when we say we're straight out of high school or even in high school is is not really there anymore because we are dealing with that disappointment. Yeah, and that just reminded me of a good point from um, one of the earlier articles um, in the Psychology Today. Which mm-hmm. was saying how that could be, it could be, I don't know, but it could be from decreased levels of dopamine. Mm-hmm. Um, because they said that um, dopamine is because it's an anticipation uh, neurotransmitter, that it, um, they said that it decreases if um, whatever it is that you want is something that is uh, redundant. Like, if, if the act is redundant and if it's not something unexpected, like, if you know what the reward is going to be, then the dopamine level decreases each time. Yeah. So maybe that could, I was saying, maybe that could be why millennials feel so just unsatisfied with certain things. Maybe we might feel like we need more excitement. I don't know. We're searching for that. I think that, For our passion. Yeah. And that's, and that's why they always talk about us, like, not staying in jobs for more than... A year yeah. <laughs> or six months or six months, which is a bit extreme. But <laughs> um, but he talked about that how like you know the generation before us they kept jobs and they knew what hard work was and they that's what made them satisfied. That's what gave them joy was the mountain itself, climbing the mountain and then oh I climbed it. But I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with that. Like I don't yeah. because I think that we find purpose in a lot of things that we choose to do and it's important and he mentioned how like we are we want to be change makers and that's important to us so if that's important to us then we're we're going to search for what place we should kind of like settle in and really invest we're not going to invest in something that we don't think is good for us and that might take time and maybe to someone, an outsider from another generation that might look like we're stagnant or don't want to commit. But I think what we're actually doing is we're really weighing all of our options. And, you know, we don't want to turn out like past generations that worked 50 years at a job and then 
they weren't satisfied or weren't happy and they never really got to live their passion. So I feel like because we've seen that so many times that a lot of us might want to be like, well, let me take my time to kind of see, well, find what really is my passion and then work hard at that, regardless of how much money I'm going to get from it. In a point that you talked about, um, you said that some of us right now are not exactly happy with where we are because we have to climb the mountain unfortunately yeah we all like have we to. know that we like we've learned now that okay we have to climb the mountain and now we don't really like that um it's not really that exciting for some of us and because of that we turn to things that will numb us which is social media and exactly that's what we use Amongst many things, but social media is one that is in our face every day. It's in our pocket. Um, And then I think one thing, too, he said in that video was how we are the generation with the lowest mm self-image. And that makes so much sense because we're also the most or appear to be the most narcissistic generation, like with the selfies and the pictures and the filtering. And that makes sense because of the self-image being so low. I think that that's why everyone is like so drawn to social media because they feel like they have more control to like just build up that image because they can shape what they look like to other people. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's also not our fault, which he also says that's the result of just everything. Yeah, the society that made us this way. And thinking about it, because of our generation like partaking in these addictive behaviors when it comes to how much we use social media, it's actually making our self-image worse. Right. Because we're looking at everyone around us, and in a way, if we really want to be honest, we are comparing our, you know, level of success or our physical image or our weight, or whatever it is that you may go to when you're on social media, um, it's not really a positive outcome. No, not at all. And um, as a result, he even touches on some stuff. Um, As a result of that, we see more depression, suicide rates are up, um, accidental deaths due to drug overdoses, and... um, It's just a huge increase on stuff like this with our generation, and it's so linked to our self-image. And one thing he says that we lack, that I agree, is patience. And it's it's hard for us to have patience these days because it's so easy, just a click of a button. You can learn anything, or even just Amazon. Oh, I want this. You get that. I want to learn how to do this. You get that. But is some things that there's no, just you can't click a button and get it. You can't click a button and have a really good relationship or job fulfillment or love or self-confidence. And then he just talks about it being a journey and there's no like fast track to that. You just have to do the work. And then it also just takes time and it it might not just take a year. It takes years for those things to build. Like they're Mm -hmm. not just overnight. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that um, instant gratification is one that we have to sometimes reevaluate. So after doing research for both part one and part two of social narcotics, I see a lot of things that I can work on, um, especially regarding 
social media and just being mindful of just being a millennial and understanding that things take time because I know I definitely have thought in that way before the impatience thing where even looking at some of my friends, I might see them and be like, you know, they're a good person. They went to school. You know, there's no reason why they shouldn't, you know, have what they want or like why it should be like this. But I think it's good to understand, you know, that things take time and you cannot rush um, certain things, especially the really, really good things in life. So I'm going to work on that for myself, just being more patient and enjoying the climb I believe like the Miley Cyrus song (laughs) it's the climb yeah my husband says that sometimes he does as a joke (laughs) I like the climb I mean sometimes I don't like the climb but I hate it most of the time I (laughs) think I think it's it's exciting because for me I meet people along the way on the climb Mm -hmm. and I'm like me yeah (laughs) Because I was out <laughs> climbing and ran across Arabia. I was tumbling and down the mountain. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was chilling on it. I was like... We were both just chilling. <laughs> but yeah, like, I think it's important for us to reevaluate yep. social media and our relationship with it. I'm going to do that. I continue to do that all the time. When I find myself um, not getting stuff done Mm -hmm. that should be done, but I find time to be on social media for about 30 minutes out of my day when I could be doing something else. So I think we have work to do. Millennials, I do. Um, I love social media and I think it has great benefits. And I also think that it can create addiction amongst us. I do believe that. So we have to watch that. Um, but I think this is the end of our part two for social narcotics. Yeah, we can wrap it up. And it was awesome to talk to you all and just give you some general information about the brain and drug use and our thoughts about <clears throat> these these topics. So Arabia. You want to give us our social media? <laughs> I don't know. Yes, you do. Okay. So our Instagram is us millennials podcast. And so that's our Instagram. And then um, our Twitter is us podcast. And then our Gmail is us millennials podcast at gmail.com. Woo! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>